guys, well, welcome back to TAM Talks. As you know, this is a place for real and honest conversation. And I want to talk to you about a topic that might be a little tough for you. So whether you're listening to me on my podcast or you're actually watching us on our YouTube channel, I'm so glad you're here. You know, the last couple of weeks I've been talking to you about this topic of spiritual disciplines. I was sitting down with my staff and we were talking about things that the Bible talks about that we don't like to talk about. You know, there are actually topics in the Bible that tell us how to live our life. And those are usually the ones that we stray away from, right? Like any discipline in our life, those topics that we really don't want to talk about. But I believe that we are where we are today because we have neglected the spiritual disciplines of the Bible. These are important disciplines in our life. Now, if you know anything about me, I'm a pretty disciplined person, whether it be my prayer walks or my fitness routine or what I eat, I value discipline in my life. And I can tell you that I believe the effects of it, which are I'm very healthy and I'm still an entrepreneur at this age and I'm starting new businesses. Why? Because I have put self-discipline in my life. It's just a core value in my life. Well, do you know spiritual disciplines are the same way? And if you're looking at yourself and you're struggling spiritually, if you're going, I don't really know God the way I used to, or I don't have a desire to go to church or to be with God's people or something's missing, maybe you need to really activate those spiritual disciplines in your life. So let's just talk about this. If you go back my first video, I'm talking to you about something like silence and solitude and how to have that spiritual discipline in your life. So go back and make sure after this, you listen to that teaching. And then last week I talked to you about prayer and we all know that prayer is a very important discipline in our life. So make sure you watch that one as well. But today's is a little tough, I'm gonna be honest because it's an area that most of us don't want to talk about. It's confession and repentance. Yuck, nobody likes that, right? Nobody wants to sit around and confess, although the Bible tells us. So confession and repentance are two things that we have to look at and go a little deeper. So I wanna talk to you a little bit about that today. Confession, now listen, I'm hoping you're taking notes or listening, get out a pen and paper if you have paper and pen. Confession means to agree with. It literally means that you see something and you are agreeing with. So if you've ever been, um, you you were called like on jury duty. I was just on jury duty. And there's someone there and they're making a confession. It means they're agreeing that this really did happen. And you're listening to a confession. When you make a confession, you literally are saying, yes, that is what happened. And I agree. So when you're confessing your sin, you're coming to God and you're saying, Jesus, I did. I did it, I said it, I was there, and you are confessing a behavior, an action, a thought, an attitude. It is literally to see it from the same perspective as when it happened. So I want you to know that when I come and I'm literally confessing. So part of my life, we'll get to this later in my coaching, is at night I try to go through my day and I say, is there anything I need to confess today? I spoke out of turn, I exaggerated, which was I lied. I had thoughts I shouldn't have had. Maybe I did too much, went somewhere, these thoughts, all these things you're thinking. I'm, gonna, I'm not confessing my sin to you, but there's plenty of, plenty of mine I could talk to you about. But I literally try to keep my confession short. Now stay with me, this is so good. Because if you don't confess, usually those sins begin to grow. And they manifest in bigger sins along the way. So maybe you looked at pornography, you drunk, you drank too much and got drunk that night, you're, you're dabbling in drugs you shouldn't be, you're 
caught in a lie. You're hanging around with people you shouldn't. Um, you're, you're letting your mind go places it shouldn't. Whatever it is, and you know you need to confess, if you don't have a short list and confess those things on a regular basis before long, they're going to take you captive. Remember, take every thought captive, the Bible says, by renewing our mind. That's what that confession is. So it's interesting. We live in what we call a modern culture. Now, I'm going to tell you what I've studied a little bit in research for this particular podcast today. A modern culture tells us, psychologists tell us, that we live in a culture today that no one can impose their thoughts, their rights, or their convictions upon you. So we live in this free society today. We live in a day that no one can tell you that you have to be a certain gender. No one has to tell you what your sin is. There is no guilt. There is no shame. Just come clean. And listen, we have softened, softened conviction. Therefore, we don't carry conviction. We say to one another, if it works for you, it's okay. What is your truth today? What do you think the Bible means? What is relevant for you? And because we have softened the word of God, we have softened our hearts so that they aren't tender toward conviction. We literally can walk around and say, well, I don't feel convicted about that. So someone can say, I don't feel convicted about my identity. It's just who I am because they haven't gone to the word of God. I'm telling you guys, if you read the word of God, it defines itself. It explains itself. Holy Spirit will speak to you. Holy Spirit is called our teacher. He walks with us. He corrects us. He comforts us. So truth is truth. It, it's not what's relevant for you. What's truth? It's not subjective. It's the word of God. And I'm not going to tell you what it is because I'm not your Holy Spirit. But if you open the word of God, Holy Spirit will speak to you. And because we live in this modern culture where because of, of the movies we watch today, the music we listen today, the podcast we listen to today, we listen to people who are discipling us in areas where we've softened our conviction. And therefore, I was talking to someone the other day about something that's very biblical. And they said to me, you know, I don't deal with shame and guilt. I go to my therapist. And my therapist helps me with this. So I don't feel guilty. I don't feel shame. I don't feel those things. Well, let me explain something to you very clearly. Holy Spirit will come and he will comfort you and he will take away your shame and he will take away your guilt. And that's what's called being covered under the blood of the Lamb of Jesus. That's what it means casting your sin as far as the east is from the west. So yes, indeed, there is not shame or guilt or condemnation with Jesus, but that's because of the price of the cross. It's not because in and of yourself you're worthy. I want to make that very clear. Do not walk around and think that you should not have. Look, I feel guilty. When I sin, I do feel guilty. I feel confession come on me. And I say, Holy Spirit, I should not have said that. I should not have thought that. When I confess, that's when the blood of Jesus cleanses me from all of my sins. But if you're walking around and there is no guilt for sin or no guilt that you're feeling when you've gone out and you've misrepresented your body, or you've done things you shouldn't, I'm telling you, my friend, you better go back and you may need to find out truly if you do know the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are an, a child of God. And I know I'm saying something to somebody that might be stirring some conviction in you right now. It's not for me to say, I'm not your judge. I'm not your priest, but I'm to tell you that sin 
does separate you from God. And it's only under confession with the blood of the lamb and repentance that you're made whole. And I know this is, I may be, you know, ruffling some feathers here, but I don't know that we're preaching this in our pulpits today. I don't know if we're saying this on our podcast today. And I'm going to give you a quote here in a minute that's so, so good. When I confess my sin, there's nothing like the joy in my spirit, the freedom that I feel with God. When I walk with unconfessed sin and the guilt that comes with that, I am burdened. I am broken. I'm hiding from God. There's something on me that feels dirty and unclean. But when I confess my sin, when I confess what I know I should not have said, I should not have done, a place I should not have gone, when I confess that, I am a free bird. I am just as free as can be. And that's why it's important that we confess. That's why it's important that we repent, that word repent. And these are two biblical Christianese words that we don't use much in our churches today. But I told you confession means to agree with God and repentance means I'm walking one way and repentance means I turn around and I walk the other way. I do a 100, I do a 190, not a 360. I don't go back to where I was. I do a 190. I turn around and I walk the other way. I walk out of the sin. I walk out of the room. I walk out of that place. I repent. God, I don't want to be here. This is not my people. This is not my place. I turn around. That's what repentance is. You turn around and you walk the other way. We have erased the thought of conviction and we've swept it under the rug. We don't like it. But I'm telling you, if you're under the bondage of anything in your life right now, your first step is to confess it and repent from it. I think the reason that we're struggling with this so much is because we're allowing other people's truth to be our truth. I just simply want to ask you in this podcast, would you be willing to go and sit at the cross and just say, Jesus, is there anything in my life that I need to repent of? Is there anything in my life I need to confess? And I promise you, he'll share that with you and you will be released from it. Now, I want to just go a little deeper. I love Psalm 32. If you have your Bibles or write it down, this is a beautiful Psalm. It's a Psalm of David. And this is a confession of David. It's similar, and you might want to put in your margin of your Bible, Psalm 51. Psalm 51 is when he confesses of his adultery with Bathsheba. And if you know of this, this Psalm, this is King David. I mean, he was as high as he could go. He was the king. And the Bible tells us he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And this is Psalm 51. So we'll get back to Psalm 32 in a minute parallel passages. Psalm 51, while all the men were at war, David, the Bible tells us, was looking out over his rooftop and his eyes fell upon Bathsheba, uh, Bathsheba and she was bathing. She was bathing and the Bible says his eyes lusted. In his heart he lusted and he wanted her and he called for her which he could do because he was the king and while her husband uriah was out fighting the battle at the king's order he is making love to bathsheba he is allowing the lust in his heart to take root and then take him down a road and if you know the story she gets pregnant and he is broken he is burdened this is not his wife. This is not the woman he was supposed to be with. She gets pregnant. And her husband, the Bible says, this, the story goes even deeper because if you know anything about the passage, he literally sends her husband Uriah to the front lines 
Now, I don't know if this was malicious and that he wanted Uriah to be killed in battle, but that's exactly what happened. Her husband was killed in battle. Now she's free to marry King David, which is exactly what she does, if you know the story. And they have this child, and we know that this child dies. It does not, he, the Bible is very clear in Psalm 51 to say that he repented and he confessed and he was broken over what he did. He knew what he did was wrong, but that child did not live. And then later, of course, we know that out of his marriage to Bathsheba, uh, King Solomon was born, and that was one of his sons, which is a beautiful story of restoration, which is such a beautiful story that God does cast our sin as far as the east as, far as, the east is from the west and remembers it no more. It's so important you know that passage. But I want to go deep because this was the king of Israel. This was God's chosen man. This is the man that God said had a heart for God. And that's exactly what it says. But right before Psalm 51 and Psalm 32, David says this, blessed is he who's, listen, transgression is forgiven and whose sin is covered. Let me tell you what that big word transgression means. That means when you know it's wrong and you still do it. That's what a transgression is. I know this is sin, but I'm going to do it anyway. That's a transgression. And here David says in Psalm 32, Blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. And he goes on, I love this. He said, blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity and whose spirit there is no deceit. Now, I'm going to give you something that's so deep and so good, so stay with me. The third verse of Psalm 32, he says, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groanings all day long for day and night your hand was heavy on me I'm telling you what there is a conviction on us when we sin I, I'm I'm just being honest with you when I sin and I'm disappointed and I've disappointed God there's a heaviness on me there's a burden on me because it's like a little child who knows that they've disappointed their parent and that's what David's saying in the psalm right here your hand was heavy on me listen my vitality was turned into drought so this is what's important I'm going to give you a parallel passage that's so good here David said in my sin there was a heaviness in my bones my bones ached do you know the Bible tells us in James 5 I love it he says confess your sins to one another that you might be healed. There's something about accountability and confession that brings healing to your bones. Look what it says in James 16, uh, 5, 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you might be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. I want you to see that because David knew if he would confess his sin, he literally could find healing in his bones. And I want you to know if you're struggling today and you need a healing, you may need a confession. With healing, God brings great restoration and he restores us, the Bible says. So I'm just asking you, do you need to confess before you ask for healing? Is there something in your life right now that you're holding on to that you need to confess? Let's finish this a little bit. I love this in verse five of Psalm 32. David says, I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I did not hide. I said, I will confess my sins to the Lord and you forgave me and you cleansed my sin. And he goes on in verse eight, and I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. God says, Tammy, 
Just like David, I will instruct you. I will guide you. I will teach you in the way to go. But you've got to confess. You've got to be honest with me. You've got to walk with me in integrity. You have to walk with me in nobility. Every morning that I get up on my prayer walk, I do this all the time. I've said this to you. I ask God for insight, wisdom, and revelation. And often he will say to me, we've got some business to take care of. Remember yesterday? Remember last night? Remember when you gossiped? Remember when you spoke out of turn? Remember that thought that you had? I have to be honest with you guys. I have to get rid of anything anything I need to confess to God because he's not going to bring me insights, wisdom, and revelation when I'm carrying and, uh, and harboring something in my heart. And if there's a sickness in my body, I always say, God, is there unconfessed sin in my life? I believe this is a spiritual discipline that we have to talk about. The Bible is so clear. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, if you guys I know I'm talking to everyone that has something in your life you need to confess. If I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. I don't want to walk in that world. I don't want to walk in that burden. I don't want to walk in that light. I have to stay away from those things in my life. I'm going to give you a verse that is so enlightening, and maybe you've never seen this before. In Luke 12, verses 2 and 3, write this down. I read this over and over as I was putting this podcast together, and it just hit me like like a ton of bricks. Listen to what it says. For there is nothing covered that will not be revealed. You cannot cover up your lies. You cannot cover up your sin. You can't cover up your mistakes. There's nothing, nothing that's covered that won't be revealed nor hidden that won't be known. Therefore, whatever you have spoken in the dark will be heard in the light. You guys, we can't hide this from God. You can't run from your past. You can't hide your past. You can't bury your past. He can, he will, and he does, but you have to confess it. It says, what you have spoken in the inner rooms will be proclaimed on the housetops. If you are running and you are hiding and you think you can just forget it, I'm telling you, it will haunt you. It will chase you down the guilt and shame of your past. But he forgives, he restores, he buries, he cast our sin as far as the east is from the west. And the Bible says he remembers it no more. He will not bring it up. Why don't you just confess it now? Why don't you get rid of it now? The addictions of the past, the behaviors of the past, just get rid of it. Have a confession party with Jesus and let it be done. Let it be over. He won't bring it up. But if you don't confess it, I promise you the enemy will bring it up. Just like he did with David over and over and over I'm sure that played out over and over in his mind with Bathsheba. What he did, what he did. And Holy Spirit said, confess this and let's be done with it. Let's move on. Let me bury the past. But it has to start with confession. Our confession, listen, last thing I want to say to you is through Jesus Christ. Listen, there is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus he is your mediator. The Bible tells us that in 1 Timothy 2, 5, write it down. There is one mediator. It's not a priest. It's not a preacher. It's not a girlfriend yet tells us to confess our sins to one another, but your mediator is Jesus Christ. And I want you to go and confess your sins to him. 
when we uncover and name our secrets and uh, our failures and our weaknesses, they lose their power and their dominion by virtue of being exposed. Listen, did you hear what I said? When you confess those things, they lose their power in your life. If there's something in your past you just need to get out, I'm telling you, confess it and be done with it. Confessing implies not just admitting, but regretting it and surrendering it. Regretting it and surrendering. I want to give you a quote before I give you our coaching tips today. This was one of my favorite quotes by Charles Spurgeon. He said, it does not spoil your happiness to confess your sin. The unhappiness is in not making the confession. Isn't that so good? So much wisdom. It does not spoil your happiness to confess your sin. The unhappiness is in not making the confession. Listen, I'm not your priest. His name is Jesus. Can you go to him today? And if there's something from your past that you've been hiding and running from and you buried, but it keeps coming up, just simply confess it and repent of it and walk away from it and be set free. Be clean today. Let him separate you from your sin. Well, let me give you a few coaching tips. Um, I just, I have many notes, but I think our time is out today and I just want to leave you with some coaching steps for today. Number one, I'm going to ask you to read Psalm 32 on your own. Take some time. Remember, I can be a spiritual coach in your life, but the best coach is Holy Spirit. So read Psalm 39, uh, 32 on your own and be honest with yourself. Ask God to show you what you can't see. Ask God to show you what you can't see. Listen, I wrote this down. This really hit me. True confession is when our humanity meets humility in the presence of God. True confession is when our humanity meets our humility in the presence of God. Number two, ask God if there's someone you need to forgive. Maybe you are a victim. Maybe you've been sexually abused or hurt. Maybe someone introduced you to a really bad habit in your life or something that you're addicted to. Is there someone you need to forgive? You need to start with some confession with that. Ask God to show you what they're feeling from their perspective. Listen, true confession is when you get in the shoes of someone and the sin and the behavior of someone and you feel the empathy of what they're feeling and you allow true forgiveness on your part. Let it go, my friend. Let go the anger you're harboring and the unforgiveness you're harboring and the memory you're harboring. Let go. Let go and let God heal you. And number three, confess daily and monitor if you're truly growing in your faith and walking with God. Hey, guys, only I know where I am spiritually. If there's ever been a time in my life that I was closer to God than I am today, then I'm not spiritually growing. If I'm having to catch up to where I was at one point, then I'm digressing, I'm not maturing. Ask yourself, am I growing and am I maturing? And if not, it may need to start with some confession. It may need to start with some repentance. Now I get it that this is a deep subject, and you're going to go as deep as you want to go. But I'm telling you, I'm not 
a good spiritual coach to you if I'm not honest with you. And this whole series on spiritual disciplines is really, really taking me deeper in my walk with God. We cannot afford to be woke in our spiritual lives today. That that term has taken on a whole new image for all of us, obviously since COVID. But I'm just asking you, have you activated your faith? Are you walking out the spiritual disciplines in your life? So you guys, I appreciate you being a part of this. I'm going to ask you to share this with someone that maybe could use a good word today. Maybe someone that you know that's struggling with a bad habit or an addiction or some behavior that needs some course correction. And then also, would you go down and just click on those notifications so you know when we do upload new YouTube videos, and we'd love to have you subscribe, of course, and then pass on this podcast if you're hearing this on our podcast. We'd love for you to share that. Guys, we are trying to move forward in our audience and sharing these with one another, so please let me hear from you. Let me hear what you're thinking. And I'm, I'm a good coach, but I love to hear from you. I want your wisdom and I want your words. So please email me at Tammy at Tammy, or excuse me, TammyHotsonPillar.com. TammyHotsonPillar.com. I'd love to hear from you. So appreciate you guys so much. Have a great day. Love you. We'll see you next week. God bless.